Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check this drone out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or Launchpad DM or iHeartRadio. Type in the keyword search, The Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Um, I'm doing a three-part series of giving thanks to all of my radio mentors and people that have helped me with past, present, and future. Um, yesterday was my man Jim Daniels. Man, he <laughs> he's a riot, man. He had me cracking up, uh, reminiscing on things I had forgot about. But one thing I will say about Jim is that I always loved how he used to push me to be great, not settle for mediocre. Uh, mediocre doesn't get you paid, doesn't get you the attention you want. And he always made sure that we were on our A game, doing what we needed to do to make a dope-ass show. And that show was a lot of fun. We were way ahead of our time. I think if we did that show about seven years ago as opposed to 17, yeah, you'd probably see us doing some things on TV and simulcast and stuff like that. But nonetheless, it was a good time. Y'all might learn a few more things about me professionally, so it was cool. One of the one of these days, I may go back and play like a segment of uh, how we used to sound, and you get a taste of you know what we used to do on radio. It was a lot of fun, so it was good to, to catch up with Jim and, and and talk about the good old days. And wanted to thank him for all he did for me. I mean, a lot of this is stemming. These three episodes are stemming from the fact that uh, the podcast, the Big Brother Jake podcast is now on iHeartRadio, and it was a huge accomplishment, and it really, um, I got emotional, I got really emotional over it, and when I when I got the news, I, I cried, because I tried so hard to get this podcast on the show, <laughs> the podcast on iHeartRadio, sorry, you know, it's late night, I've been recording all day, and whatever, anyways, somebody that's equally important to me, uh, that taught me a lot of things, the art of negotiation, uh, being respected in this business, you know, let your work do your talking for you. My man that is the vice president of broadcast operations for Learfield Sports, which covers all of the college play-by-play, most most of the college play-by-play um, broadcasts throughout the nation on radio. And this man had one hell of a journey to get where he's at. He has a fancy title, but the title does not really say or show who he really is. Tom, I call him Tommy. Tommy is, he's his own man. He's hes fun. He doesn't really give a shit. And he is one of the reasons why I got to work for the Los Angeles Dodgers. My dream job that I wish I still had, but that's another story. Anyways, I'm not going to take up too much of your time, but I hope you're entertained with uh, some of the stories that you've heard with Jim. You'll be equally entertained with somebody that was once a strip club DJ. 
and you'll hear you'll hear some of that right here. So check out my man Tom Bowman here on the Big Brother Jake podcast now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. All right, back on the Big Brother Jake podcast. This man that I'm about to introduce to y'all, he's never been on the show. He should have been on the show a long time ago, and he would tell you himself because he's a smart ass, and that's what he does, but I love him to death. He's one of my mentors. He's my drunk big brother, as I call him. He's taught me the value of ordering a steak. <laughs> Not well done ever because that's stupid. And he's also taught me how to drink some fine whiskey and bourbon and all that great stuff. But above all, he's been one hell of a friend and mentor to me. He is the vice president of broadcast operations for Learfield Sports. That's a ridiculous title. <laughs> My man, Tom Bowman. What's good, bro? Dude, what's up? I, you know what I love? I love that we're recording this audio, but I can see you. Yes. Because we're using FaceTime, which yeah. is great. So, like, I can tell you all these sweet things. <laughs> that I'm number one. And I can tell you you're number one while we're recording it. It's fantastic. Yeah, you know, technology. Thank God you're, you're not really doing a video. You don't have an accompanying video blog that goes with this, right? No, because, you know, we don't have a budget. <laughs> Thank, God. I'm, Thank God. I'm using used equipment to be able to pull off this podcast, man. You know, that's Well, I, I figure do. with all the radio gigs you've done, like me, I, I have what I call uh, – uh, going away gifts. Yes, from from different jobs. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Parting parting gifts, if you will. Yeah, you. So I have a closet full of things and microphones and mixers and who you, knows what else. You gave me my first professional pair of headphones, my Sony. Mm. Let's see, what do they call these? Uh, the MDR seventy five hundred sixes. Those aren't the same ones. Are no, they? no, 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 no. Oh. Those gave out a long time ago. <laughs> was that that was that back at at KFWB? No, at Fox. Fox oh, that was Radio. Fo- oh, that's right. Cause, yeah. Because I, I, I stole you for, to KFWB. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we'll get to that, too, because that, yeah. was the, that was the dream job that you There's know. a lot of history. Yeah, we have a lot of history together, man. And the first time I met you was at Fox Sports Radio. Um, you, as, as Earlier, I did an interview with our man Jim Daniels. Is and, this research? Did you do research? Are you looking at research? No, no, oh. no. I just look professional to you with a pen in my hand. It's mainly, oh, it's mainly dude, to I keep me focused. Pen. Look, look. <laughs> That's pretty dope. You know, the listening audience is these are thrilled. all parting. These are these are amazing. This is the Pilot G two. Yes, they're great I, pins. And I get these upstairs in the supply closet. It's the best. <laughs> Like that supply closet, at Learfield. That man will take everything from you. They're dumb. <laughs> They're dumb. And I like them, so I take a box at a time and put them in my office. Yes. It's way easier. Of course. I don't have that option anymore, man. So Parting gifts. Yes, parting gifts. I have a few from a lot of places I worked at. But That's right. <laughs> the main place is, like, we worked, okay, so we, we started Fox Sports Radio together. And yep. I, I knew you from your days working with Steve Mason and John Ireland. Um, because they would refer to you, so that's how I knew who oh. you were. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Toomer. Yes, Tommy Toomer. And so I was like, man, uh, he must be a real jackass. And then I get to work with you. <laughs> no, I'm still a jackass. It just depends on the situation. That, well, you got to remember too. Anybody who's listening to this podcast that knows Mason and Ireland. Oh yeah. This is when Mason and Ireland were on Extra Sports. Yep. They were on both 11:50 and 6:90. Yep. And they were also on Fox Sports Midwest. West two, yeah, something like that, yeah, right down in Studio City or or wherever that was, Century City, yeah, Century City. And so I was the, I was the executive producer at Extra Sports in L.A. at the time, and so 
you know, I got to go down there and talk to him from time to time. And right. like most radio people that are on the air, you're going to pick on the quote unquote management, which yes. is really crazy because I came to L.A. <laughs> as a jock. Right. I was right. a rock radio DJ in Sacramento right. with a pierced tongue and pierced <laughs> ears and pierced nipples. And... So I really wasn't like this, you know. Didn't get a broadcasting degree in management somewhere. I just, I, don't know, I just got right place, right time. I right. Guess, so, but yeah, I was, I was affectionately known as Tommy Tumor. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> from there, you know, you work at eleven fifty. Were you the APD assistant pro- uh, program director? I was or? the. Yeah, I think my title was executive producer, sports director, but I was the APD. Okay. I worked for a guy named uh, Bo. Bennett. Bo Bennett, yes. Yes. Bo Bennett. <laughs> and it was J Core at the time. Oh, the noise yeah. you can't ignore with Randy Michaels. See, that's old school radio for y'all that don't know. I was part of the uh put up a fifty thousand watt tower in ninety day project mm. for the Dodgers. Damn. And then Randy started a food fight at the House of Blues on Sunset <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> Can't make that up, man. No, that, that, see, that's old that's, radio that's, right there. That's you, what happened. You can right? get away so we, with a lot of stuff, man. We and, went there and had they brought in engineers from all over the country to help with the project. Uh-huh. And uh, and then we had a big party at the House of Blues to celebrate. And then, uh, yeah, he started a food fight. Wow. Wish I was there for that. Randy was a child. <laughs> and we're not. No, I was very professional. I did not participate. If y'all saw his face on the on the FaceTime stream, I was, I was twenty eight. I was twenty eight years old, my friend. I'm uh. pretty sure I was knee deep in that. <laughs> and then you go on to work at Fox Sports Radio, where we meet. And yeah, I, so so let's see. It went. I was at. So I was in Sacramento uh-huh. as a jock. I went came to L.A. I left L.A. to go with Pharrell. That's right, Atlanta. To go to Atlanta, That's he got right. the job with the Thrashers, and I had committed to do the Westwood One show. Yes, yes. They said they didn't know anything about it, which is a lie because <laughs> they called me and said, "How could you do both?" And I committed to going. And when we got to Atlanta, we did a Friday night only version of Pharrell on the Bench that was on like ten affiliates around the country, right. um, seven to ten on Friday nights while he was doing hockey, while he was saying things on the air like the team really <laughs> choked ass tonight. <laughs> I mean, like, they didn't know what they were getting with Pharrell. Yeah, come on. That guy's crazy. He was MTV's first sports jock, yeah. basically. Yeah, he you was. You know, Battle Dome, for yep. God's sake. That's Battle I helped him with a lot of this stuff. I was around for all of that yes, stuff. Yes, you were. Um, so we left Atlanta, went to Vegas. That's right. I left some parts out. Sports right. Fan Radio, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 7 to 10, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 Pacific, from the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Studio, which yes. still exists. Yes, it does. Is I was in Vegas for NAB last year, and I got up one day and went in there, and uh, I think SiriusXM was using it. Oh, wow. Uh, so I went in there and asked if I could look around because my office was in the back. So you walked in the side door, and uh-huh. you went right, and there was the studio that was glassed in. Yep. And if you went around the corner, there was an office type. So that was my office. And Scotty came in every other week. He would do the show from the Mandalay, or he would do it from home. And then when he did it from home, I was at the sports fan studios down the street on Rainbow. Gotcha. So we did that for a little while, and then I needed to get out of there. <laughs> so I got a call from Fox. So this was two, 2000. Yeah. I got a call from Fox that said, hey, we're going to 
do this show uh, middays called Kylie and Booms. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so Tom Lee, <laughs> who I'm still friends with, thank God. Nice. Tom Lee was running programming at Fox Sports Radio, <laughs> called me and said, hey, I heard you might be available. We've got something for you. If you can produce Pharrell, then you can take care of these guys. And I was a fool and thought, yeah, that'd be great. So I moved to the Fox lot because that's where the show yep, was. that's right. And uh, we did the show. And the very first day, I realized that was a mistake. <laughs> because, because Kylie had played... Uh, football in the NFL when they wore leather helmets. <laughs> stupid. And, seriously, I'm not making this up. There might be Kevin some accuracy Kylie, there. Look, look it up, Kevin <laughs> Kylie. Look it up. And then Chuck Booms oh, was man. and still is a stand-up comedian. He is, and I'm pretty sure a certified sociopath. Oh yeah, no, that guy's crazy for sure. Which means he'll hear this and it'll get back to me, but that's fine. I don't uh, care. Who cares? So, anyways, that was a that was a nightmare. Um, that was also where I may or may not have told a story off the air about one particular actor and a particular athlete's uh, streak that got saved uh-huh. through some weird circumstances. I'm not saying any of this. Oh. <laughs> to which. That maniac, Booms, went on the air and told said story oh, on the yeah. air, to which I got a phone call from this actor's attorney. <laughs> I've been in the USA Today a number of times, and it's never good. <laughs> right? I produced the Carl Malone show at Extra Sports when, it, when the oh, NBA had a lockout. Man. Yeah, I remember that. Carl Malone. Here's what's crazy about Carl Malone show. So they tell me, Hey, Carl's going to go back home during the lockout. We need to put a phone line in this house. It's in Ruston, Louisiana. Oh, I'm like, geez. where is that? Yeah. <laughs> so we finally figure out how to do it. Fast forward till I get to Learfield. We pick up Louisiana Tech University. Guess where that is? <sighs> Ruston, Louisiana, because that's where <laughs> Carl went to school. So I have actually been to Ruston, Louisiana, uh, the alma mater of one Carl Malone, Carl Malone. who also held Jimmy Kimmel, because yes. Jimmy Kimmel used to do a Carl Malone yes, impersonation, yep. which is great. We tried to hire Jimmy, and it was right at the time when him and Adam were going to do the man show. Ah, okay. And so I remember we called over there and said, we'd really love to talk to you about being on mornings over here. You do all this great stuff. And he goes, yeah, the timing's not good. We think this TV thing's going to happen. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Hello? He, he, he guessed right on that. <laughs> so anyways. So, you so there's up... all that. So all that crap. And then I end up in at Fox and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and then I end up. I, so I, I'm doing the show at Fox. And I said, I'm done. And I called Tom Lee and I said, I'm out. I can't do it. I'm going to go do something else. And he goes, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> what if, what if we kept your money the same and you produced an East Coast morning show. <laughs> Trying to sell an overnight like that. <laughs> and I said, what does that mean? He's like, well, I mean, think about it. On the East Coast, the show was 5 to 8 in the morning. Right? Yeah. So that's a morning show, right? <laughs> and in the Midwest, it was 6 to 9. That's a, that's a morning show. In the West Coast, it was 2 to 5, but whatever. Yes. Whatever the case may be. So I think I did the math wrong. So it would be 5 to 8, and then it would be 4 to 9. 
four to seven, uh-huh. and then it would be god awful middle of the night. Two to five, and this is where we all come in, right? This right. is where I'm introduced to uh, Jake Warner, yes sir, and Jim Daniels, yeah. And at the time, it was Patrick Jason. Lillian? Not Patrick, oh, it was Patrick Lillian Lillian first. Jason. Yeah, oh, it was Patrick. Oh, that's a whole other story. Oh no, Jim and I told it already. Oh, did you <laughs> the first Good. the segment before this one? <laughs> Good. And then, uh, and then Jason Smith came in, and then, uh, and then I. Oh, oh no! Before that, it wasn't even Jim. No, you was, and I did the Mark Patrick show. Oh yes, what you and I did oh, the Mark yes. Patrick show with the big chair and the little chair. I was in the. I was in the time. That was chair. what we did before Jim. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I met you. So yeah. I didn't meet Jim and all those guys. For Not I met yet, you. Yeah. And Mark Patrick, I, I, I remember they came to town. Didn't we all go to dinner at like the Daily Grill? Or yes, something? we did. Yeah, yeah. And, and before that, yeah. though, when you would work on Mark Patrick's show, your bills were all paid, your checkbook was yeah. balanced, and that motorcycle game you were playing. I and I yeah, was certain so having to really do work, and you're like, "Hey, just play, play that sound." And, I, and then well, I there's Arr. pictures out there, like on your Instagram or something, <laughs> of that studio. So, so at the producer position, I had my mic, and you had your mic. Yes. And we were running all your stuff. And he had his own self-contained show because he was part of that whatever that lunatic morning mid show. Uh, mid- Bob and Tom, show. yeah, the Bob and Tom show, right? Yeah, which is funny because I will tell you that the station that he is on uh-huh. is a big affiliate for us. So I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about that station. They're a because, wonderful station <laughs> because I have both. I have both University of Indiana and. Purdue University. I will not they, say a word either. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> bad about that particular thing. And I hear from Mark Patrick from time to time. What in fact. Uh, which is nice. So, yeah, I didn't do I didn't do anything. I went. I would do taco runs. Yes, you would. Jake, what I do you want to eat? I'm like, dude, you want tacos? I'll be back. Yeah. And I would run down the street because I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> he did it. I was really stealing money. Because <laughs> I was getting paid like midday national producer money. yeah you were making good, Being good there coin for that time yeah. Yeah. time so yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> you, jim daniels finally enters the picture and then jim yeah fast forward yeah. jim daniels Jim's with patrick o'neill with patrick o'neill the, the, the patrick O'Neill, yes, which i see almost every day when i do king's games he's you know i used to see him a lot when i was doing the dodgers yeah and he would say hello yeah but never once did he ever come up to me quietly and go hey man i'm sorry i lost my shit the only because we all agree right it yeah was, i didn't do anything you didn't you you no, okay in fact okay, i was okay. trying no, to the, protect the, him. the one thing you did say though and <laughs> i love you I said, you know i love you but the one thing you did say was the only thing that's keeping you here is your last name and that's what he lost well that was after that was after he <laughs> went off the handle but I've never seen him come in so fast. I so just, let's be honest. Okay, he yes. got upset, and I said because the thing on E, yeah, the, the true Hollywood, Hollywood story, story of his dad was with his sister, yeah, it was yeah, it his was dad and everybody, and yeah. he wasn't in it. Yeah, and he and we even said we'll do everything if the, if it's mentioned, I'll dump it. You know, I'll make sure it's not heard. Yeah, and it wasn't, and then it wasn't until after I dumped somebody, somebody snuck yeah. it in. You hung up on him fast. He thought we were setting yeah. him up. He got all pissed off. And yes, that's one. Listen. I, I'm as a producer. Yes, I'll always have your back. Of course, until you cross the line. Yes, that's true. And when he crossed the line, then I, I may <laughs> have said, "The only reason you're here 
is because of your name. <laughs> now, <laughs> I will say, I will say one at the time. So that was 2002, 2001, something like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, 2001. So it was 19 years ago. I may have been a little different person 19 years ago. Slightly. Right? And, and he did go on to do some really good stuff. You I mean, launched his TV career, bro. I, I'm I'll not taking it. credit for I'll that. I'll say it. <laughs> because All I know is he came through the door. You put him up against the window. He took a swing at me. He grazed you. Oh, no, he, he hit left. me. He didn't graze shit. He knocked me. I got a fucking bruise on my chest. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> he grazed you. Point. He fucking punched me. <laughs> that's a good point. You did a good job. Oh, thanks. And yeah. then I got in the car, and I called Tom Lee, our yeah. boss, and I said, hey, man, uh, Patrick took a swing at me. He needs to be fired. Yeah. Call me in the morning. That was oh the message. Now, mind you, I, fast forward to like four or five years ago when uh -huh. we picked up SMU as a school. Yeah. <laughs> I flew I flew down to Dallas because whenever we get a new school, I go down and I meet with the talent, right, right. all the people, and blah, 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 blah. And that night, we were invited to go to uh, the suite that the radio station had. It was Cumulus. So Cumulus okay. had a suite right there with the Mavs. In fact, their studios are right there in the plaza where the Mavs okay. were at the United Center. Uh-huh. And in walks Tom Lee that night. <laughs> the same Tom Lee who I called to say, hey, Patrick took a swing at me. He needs to be fired. And we had a pretty good chat. <laughs> Listen, if you're, not, if you're not getting your talent fired up one way or the other, you're not doing your job. <laughs> That's true. And then, before I move on to that aspect, <laughs> the, I remember we were working for the Dodgers. You know, which I'm forever grateful to you for that, and we'll touch on that. We see Patrick O'Neill, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I know you can't see me there. There we go. No, I can see you now. Okay, so but but you could have just kept talking because you could hear me. So yeah, I know. Now you told everybody. I know that's that's called. I'll, I'll edit that later. Maybe not. Yeah. It makes for good podcasts. So we're walking to I think the dining room to go eat because that's one of our favorite things to do. And yeah. he walks up, and I just see your face just turn stone cold, pissed off. He's like, "Hey, watch the left, bud. <laughs> I, I don't want no trouble." I was laughing, and you were looking at me like, "Motherfucker, you supposed to have my back?" I was laughing, and you're like, "All I, all I ever <laughs> wanted from the guy." In fact, if he listens to this podcast, Patrick, if you ever listen to this podcast, you can do it on Facebook. You can reach out to Jake and get my number. All I want is, "Hey, man." <laughs> I'm sorry. I lost my I lost my cool. And then I will apologize for losing my cool, which caused him to come through the door. But let's be clear. He got off the handle. He did. He was wrong. Way before that. I don't know what story Jim told, but I mean no, well, dude. he was mad because it aired. And he thought we purposely let a caller slip by. And that's by. what he said. I know what you guys are up to. He's pointing at us through the glass. And I'm like, I no. know you guys yeah. did that. I'm like, dude, why would why would I do that to you? Yeah, when you had everyone's back because you're that kind I of producer. I have your back, dude. That's my job. Right. So Yeah, so I don't know. And he does owe you an apology. Every time he sees me, though, he says hi, but he keeps it brief because I think- It'll he, never happen, and that's okay because karma bit him, so I'm not worried <laughs> about it. Yeah, there, there, there's some things that happen. So, <laughs> so the- but the thing that Jim and I talked about the most, and which lacks nowadays in 
regular terrestrial radio is the fact that you are able to bring the best out in all of us and push our buttons and, and, and make us do things that took us out of our comfort zone but made us better. Like, for example, when I would work the board and I would play the same sound effects, you're like, man, that's tired. Do something else. Like, I'm bored. I'm bored back here. Entertain me. Like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> but, but I'm like, all right, man. And you would challenge me. Or do you tell Jim, like, Jim. I mean, have you gone back to, uh, to listen to? Hold on a second. What? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing a podcast, but that's all right. We can edit. <laughs> no, you can come in. Come in. Now you got to come in now. <laughs> My buddy Jake, who does a podcast. Big Brother Jake, he works for Podcast One, but yeah, we go way back in history. You can come around this way. <laughs> Here's Nich- there's Eric Nichols right here. Eric Jake Nichols Eric. in the house. What up, man? We're just gonna. What's going on, man? How you doing? He went to a broadcasting school just like you did. Did he? Oh, I'm sorry, recording school. Oh, recording school. I think it's different. Then that's pinkies up. <laughs> man, I ain't editing nothing. That was great. <laughs> well, good. You don't have to edit this. Time. We're gonna. I got to figure out what he needs. It's five oh nine in the Central Time. Zone. Yes, let's do this. Are you just telling me that you're leaving? Is that what you're doing? So, listen. In all seriousness, if I didn't have Eric here this week, I'd be screwed. Oh, He's running a point on all the production team of which games, which schools, who's editing. Wow. While I deal with all sorts of other crap. So that's what he does. He makes fun of me. Then he, then he compliments me. So he thinks, Oh dude, he's the best. Dude, let me tell you, let me tell you, Eric, I've went through that for years with that man, <laughs> even at his wedding when I was his best man, you know, he, I know. <laughs> so I, 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 I feel bad for you, but I'm Jake happy for you at the Jake same time. our board at Fox and he came <laughs> over to me with the Dodgers. Yes, I did. And then he wanted to go have a baby. So he left the road. So yeah. he go have a baby. Oh, why would you want to do that? Yeah, trust me, I, I hear about it all the time. <laughs> Whatever. Responsibility. Yeah. So Eric's going home in case anybody listening to the podcast. Eric, be safe out there, Eric. <laughs> Eric is leaving at five ten Central Time because he put in a full day's work and Damn. now he needs to go home. Eric, it's time to go home, bud. Yes. <laughs> um, hold on, he's gonna tell me something important first. <laughs> I just an update on what's going on. Okay. Taking my webcam. Got, oh, you're working from home tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry. Got His wife's 50th birthday is tomorrow. He's going to work from home tomorrow. Oh, that's a good man. He's smart. I know he should. So I've, <laughs> I've got Skype business like I do here. Okay. So. I'll hit you up tomorrow. All right. We're All inside right. a Beautiful. meeting Formidable with Tom Bowman. All right. See you later. <laughs> later. Eric says we can. Eric says we can continue. Oh, thank you, Eric, for letting us continue. Listen, if my you want podcast. a real pod, if you want a real podcast, <laughs> this is a real podcast. That's this right. Is, we we do we do I'm things not, real. Even though my county is shelter at home, I'm still in the building. <laughs> yeah. I have a letter from Homeland Security that says I can. <laughs> Damn, you're essential to the umpteenth degree, Tom. No, you go to the NAB website and you download. <laughs> I'm trying to build you up to look important. Come on, I mean, no, you, you don't are. have to. <laughs> so, I do enough. I got enough grief going on in my life. <laughs> so one of the things, as you just witnessed right there, y'all, uh, Tom had the amazing ability to juggle all kinds of plates at the same time while getting the best out of us. You know, I'd probably come in, had an argument with the ex-wife, now ex-wife, and, you know, he'd be like, man, just hunker down and do your job and forget it for four hours. And I would get my best radio. you get the best radio out of me. And you were super at that, man. And the one thing I will always say, you, you taught me a lot of things in radio. You know, you taught me the art of negotiation. You taught me not to put up with anybody's bullshit. And you always said, get what you're worth, not what they, you know, they could budget you for. So you, you taught me a lot, man. And one of the things you always taught me was to have fun doing it and to have the person's back, no matter how fucked up they did something, 
have their back in person and rip their ass in private. And you would do that. <laughs> yep. Because what are the Guess st- what? I still do that. <laughs> and that's what made you great and makes you great con- to this day. And so, I don't know about great. Oh, come on. Stop I, I've been very, very lucky. Let's, let's put it that way. Well, I've been you- very, very lucky. And, you know, when I moved from L.A. to here 13 years ago. Damn, it's been that long 13 years ago. Wow. Yeah, so I it was uh, I came out in uh, December of '06. Okay. When I got the phone call that said, "Well, because Perry Simon was nice enough to put a blurb, yes, on allaccess.com, that I was leaving the Dodgers, not my choice, <laughs> uh, yeah. downsizing from uh, KFWB, which is fine. I yeah. get it. They still had to pay me. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, that was some fun time. <laughs> and then I moved to the Midwest where I'd never been. I'm not from here. Right. I just got a phone call that said, hey, blah, 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 blah. And I said, great, where are you? And they said, Jeff City, Missouri. I go, where's that? <laughs> I said, it's the state capital, Jefferson City. I go, great, not helping me. <laughs> I said, I know St. Louis and I know Kansas City because we play baseball. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's what's funny. I knew about Learfield because when I was producing Pharrell on the bench. Yes. Scott Farrell went to IU on a tennis scholarship. Oh, wow. So not only is he one of the most talented people I ever worked with and uh-huh. the most bombastic, right. but he also was athletic. He went on a tennis scholarship. Uh-huh. And so when Bobby Knight was choking players out, that's when we were, <laughs> that's when we were doing the national show on sports. Yeah. So he wanted Don Fisher, the, the longtime voice of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which right now, this is his, he just wrapped up his 47th season. Oh, wow. 46 or 47. I have to go back and look. Uh So this is like, you know, long time ago. So anyways, I called their athletics and said, hey, we'd like to talk to Don Fisher. And they said, oh, you got to call Keith Sampson at Learfield. And so I called this company Learfield and I booked Don Fisher and don't think anything of it. And then when Learfield called me, I sort of knew who they were. Uh And Keith Sampson, when I got here, was became my executive producer which was really weird so and he's getting ready to retire in uh in june yeah after 30 31 years here. a long time so anyways yeah <laughs> see always finding the right opportunity at the right time that's that's well you got to know it here's the difference it's right place right time but knowing Mm-hmm. You're in the right place because that's the hardest part. There's people that are in the right place, right time all the time. They don't even know it, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so you gotta you gotta be willing to take a chance. I mean, when I went to L.A. the first time, it was because I I was I was doing I had a really good radio job in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and it was at the time was it still is it was top thirty market mm-hmm. and great place to start. Really horrible owner, which means I got to learn everything, which was fantastic. Because there was no budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all did production. We all did everything. And then when it was time to go to L.A., it was, I'm going to get off the air. And I literally took a job as a board op at Extra Sports 1150 mm. when they first came on the air. I think I was the third person hired. And the woman, Gwen, who called me, she's this longtime radio woman um, and like old school. Yeah. She smoked about 50 packs a day. <laughs> And I remember her calling me in Sacramento and she said, sweetheart, you're overqualified. <laughs> and I said, that's all right. I still want to come down there. Because my hope was I was going to jump from there 
to the alternative station in San Diego. Oh yeah. That's that was my delusional mind. Ninety one X, right? Yeah. 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 So I'll come from KWOD, Quad 106 in Sacramento, through L.A. Uh-huh. to go to 91X in San Diego. Of course that's going to work. <laughs> Freaking lunatic. So uh, so I so I took the job. And then, like, that first week that I was there, I remember Bo Bennett came in and said, you know, you sort of know more than a board op. And I told him what I knew. And yeah. he goes, great, you're the executive producer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's I have kids all the time. They're like, "Tell me your path. How did you? How did you get to where you are?" I'm like, "You can't follow it. There's no map. It was unorthodox. It's it, just not. You just got to know, and you got to be willing to work. I mean, I lived in that radio station when we started at 11:50. I lived in that radio station mm-hmm. 70, 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah, you put in the I work. Just did you put in the yeah, work? Yeah, you just did it. I learned everything. I knew how to engineer. I carried uh-huh. a kid in my car. I would do remotes. I would do every. I mean, you know. And, and, and I w- <clears throat> sorry. Speaking of that, not to cut you off, but that's how you were able to hook me up with the Dodger job because you knew how to do everything. And I was like, he, and I was so bummed when you left Jim Daniel's show. I was like, man, I felt lost. Didn't know what to do. The producer that filled in, I won't name his name, be like, hey man, say, man, you racist. Do that now. I'm like, don't tell me when. Who to was? Do- who did fill in? Uh, <laughs> write it on a piece of paper and show it to me okay hold on this is gonna <laughs> it wasn't jubal no no right there can you see that yeah i don't even know who that was it's a brother man he used to work there <gasps> yeah. oh and i know who that is he was very afrocentric <laughs> yeah 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 no i know exactly who that was every white man was wrong for everything in life i think he i think he didn't he ended oh, up I know exactly. Who yeah, that you is. know who I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I was thinking it was somebody else who I had hired over at Extra Sports who ended up at Fox, like a lot of those guys did. Yeah, who loved to badmouth me. Oh no, it wasn't that guy. And that guy, yeah. he, he that guy praises you. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Well, yeah. <laughs> but so you know, did I mention I got UCLA back? By the way, so guess who's getting a phone call from me pretty soon. <laughs> uh flexing i love it <laughs> but my man here you know we worked on the jim daniels show we were able to do crazy ass games like the 25 cent pyramid we oh went, my god we were so creative man because we, we had no budgets so we had to be we'd still ask i went on ebay and i bought <laughs> i remember i bought a whole bunch of swag from enron yeah yes in and like golf balls. stress balls yes. and all sorts of stuff. And so you would get a Jim Daniels show gift pack. Now, mind you, I think I, I, I spent my own money on that. Yes, you did. I, I remember. I spent my own money to mail it, I think. Yes, now, you did. I may have used the mail room. But, but you but, definitely spent the money on the gifts. On the prices. Well, yeah, because yeah. I think I spent $20 and got like a whole box of stuff. Huge and we kept box. it in our. We kept it in our file cabinet. Yeah, we all had like a drawer or something. Yeah, and that's where our uh, that's where our headshots were at. Because any headshot that had three white guys and an African American cat, so we were the A team. <laughs> yes, we didn't talk about that. Jim and I didn't bring up the A team. You didn't we talk brought, about that. No, we talked about that, but I forgot about the A team. I, I know we did the Rat Pack. We were the Rat Pack. And when we you, were the A team. Yeah, and when you and I would send them out, we had the David Hasselhoff and Gary Coleman one. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, so we would go online and I would because we were doing the show like in the early morning at home during the day. I would wake up and I would so I would edit uh, 
rejoins and everything in the house. Yep. We, we both yep. we both created we opens and stuff yep. for the house. We did the live the live sessions, which were great. Oh yeah, we got so much great stuff out of the live sessions. We did. We could get it. We our job was just to make him laugh. That's it. If he laughed, the voice we, of yeah. Fox. What was that guy's name? Do you remember? Oh, Dick. I don't use him it anymore. Dick, I use somebody else. Dick something. Oh, oh. it was uh, uh, Dick Irvesty. Yes, yes, Dick Irvesty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Voice. And so we would do live session with him. We'd make him laugh. Yes. We would write shit knowing that he we weren't going to use that. We were only going to use him laughing. Yep. <laughs> and then edit it into some of our imaging. <laughs> and then we made Jim starred in every movie trailer I could find that I could create the music for. And he would be like, henchman with wrench. Yeah. <laughs> And I was always some off character, either the black oh, character great. or I was a pet, like when we did the Osbournes. And... No, the best was that you, you're Shaq, and oh. Shaq croons your favorite love songs, <laughs> and Shaq sings your favorite Irish ditty. Yes, yeah, we did Dude, that. Dude, I have all that stuff still. <laughs> I think I got it somewhere in my closet. You got to play some of that. Yeah, man. I might have to play some of that. Because we would find we would, we would would find the instrumentals online. yes. After the show, right? Yes. We would feed that into your head, but uh-huh. not into the program. Because right? uh-huh. I was running another and show after. You would after, sing yeah. Shaq over that music, and then I would take <laughs> your raw audio and put it over the the, the regular track. Yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> and then I got to be the KTEL guy. Yes, you <laughs> get those pennies flying. <laughs> I think it was of- that, and, and I think the the creepiest thing I ever said was. Seal the deal. I think that's <laughs> the thing I may have ever said on one of those. But speaking of which, <laughs> you have. How long a- have we been doing this? Have we been doing this for like five hours? Uh, no, it's been like four minutes. Listen, we. <laughs> no one's gonna listen to this. Long. Oh no, they are. They are. Trust me, they do. Um, you used to do something, and I I do your impression, but I'm never as good as you. You were once a strip club DJ. Oh yeah. Yeah, come on, man. I, I may or may not in another life. <laughs> Work in a club, a gentleman's club, Gentleman, where do money at ladies' dance. Come on, man, you can crank one out for me, man. Do it for me, man. Come on. I, you know what's so funny? There are people that I'm really close to in this company um, who've known me for a long time. Right? Uh, I've got some some guys that like GMs from different schools. So the way we work is there's a general manager and a sales staff. For every school that we have the rights to, but uh-huh. there are people, they're on campus, right? So I'm right. close to a lot of these guys. And there's maybe four or five that know all this because we were probably out drinking one night and we talked about it. So I, I get that a lot. Like, hey, do do the thing. And you're like, but if I'm going to do it, I can't look at you. So I have all to right. <laughs> okay, that's fine. He's not can you still hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Because I can't look at you when I do this. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> do it, man. So they go, all right, what are you doing? You go. Alrighty, boys. The incredible sunshine on the main stage. Dallas moves over to stage number two. Spend some quality time with our quality ladies. See, I can't do it. You're laughing. It's the worst. Now, mind you, let's put this into context. I got the job. I got a uh, part-time job at an alternative rock station uh-huh. first, and I was working Friday overnights into Saturday and Saturday overnights into Sunday. Okay. And I was working a regular job during the week. I think I was delivering bottled water for a local company in Sacramento. Okay. <laughs> and so a friend of mine who knew me said, hey, man, they're looking for somebody at this club, <laughs> and you might work. 
And I'm like, well, I really hated my day job and I really wanted to be in radio, but yeah. I wasn't making any money. And so I went in to, the, to meet the, the guy that was hiring me, the, the, the head DJ. And he, <laughs> no he was a really cool dude. But at the time, he was probably like 42. I was like 26, uh-huh. maybe 25. And so we met, we talked, and, you know, he, he had like a little rat tail thing going Of course going he did. Of course he did. And you had to wear a bow tie and a oh, vest, Jesus. you know, because it was classy, right? Classy. I don't know how classy it was, but. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we were a full nude club, so there was oh. no alcohol. Okay. So people would go get hammered somewhere else. Of course. And then they'd come there. Order a coat. And so, but because you made a, <laughs> made a lot of money, so. Your dancers had to pay you twenty bucks a night minimum Ooh. for being the DJ for Damn. doing the, the talk ups, and we had yeah. a light panel. And all <laughs> oh <stuff>. God! <laughs> and the reason that they liked me is because I worked at an alternative rock station, so yeah. I had all this great music. Of so I, the club had a rack full of stuff like uh, any seventies classic rock. Oh geez. They had. I mean, let's in eighties, right? Bon Jovi's so, probably all over bon the place. Bon Jovi yes, and White course. Snake. Yes, of course. Scorpion. All yeah. Tesla and all <laughs> that kind of stuff, which is great because that's I graduated high school in eighty seven. That's all in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so, so I took the job and I worked like four nights a week. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of money, uh, but I got paid minimum wage by the club, of course, and and the, and everything else was cash. And so, wow. if you had on a good night, you had twenty dancers. Oh crap. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> so when I got a phone call, I did that for like maybe nine, not quite a year. And it was hard because you would get done at three o'clock in the morning. And the only people, and then you go have breakfast <laughs> of with course. bouncers and bartenders and dancers. And then you'd go home and sleep till noon. And then you'd go, it's in Sacramento. So uh-huh. you'd go to the river because somebody in that group had a boat. <laughs> they were all making a ton of cash. They all had boats and right. junk, and and so that's that's that was your life. That's the only people you could hang out with. No one else could go to the lake at one o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> it didn't. It just didn't happen. Of course not. <laughs> so uh, so when the radio state, so when the the full time overnight guy, uh-huh. midnight to six, they were doing overnights in Sacramento right. live overnights. I got a phone call from Alex Cosper who uh, who hired me. Um, and he talked like this. He's like, Hey man. So like when I, I went in there for a sales job and he called me two weeks later and he goes, Hey man, you want to be on the air? Like, yeah, sure. Now, mind you, I, I was a, I, I was a performing arts guy. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, being, being in front of people doesn't scare me. It doesn't bother me. I can, it doesn't, I don't care. Same. So, so it was easy. Yeah. Right. So it was easy. So anyway, so then he called me and said, hey, man, uh, Jamie's moving on. Do you want the overnight job? And I'm like, sure. I took a tremendous pay cut. Oh, just to do that, huh? To take that job. Because uh, I'm like, I looked at the guy that hired me and I'm yeah. like, okay, in 10 years, do I want to be that guy? <laughs> or do I want to take a chance with this thing? And so yeah. I I probably took at least 50% pay cut, maybe more. Holy crap. Um, but I supplemented it with every remote that nobody wanted to do. Of course, yeah. Hey, we need somebody to go to the car dealership this weekend. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Because they paid you $300 cash. Damn, that's good back then even. It was great. Yeah. Well, Sacramento was a good market. Hell yeah. You know, like I did all the snowboard trips. And so the, <laughs> the snowboard guys across the way, 
from where the radio station was that sold all the gear and the clothes yeah. and the Oakley. Dude, I had tons of that stuff. <laughs> and I would do the bus trips and I'd phone in as we're on our way up to Tahoe. <laughs> I just did all that crap. So anyways, but that's so I the club was fine. It was good at the time. It's a it's a chapter <laughs> it's in a great my one. life. It's a great one, man. Come on. <laughs> I I only dated one dancer because you don't, uh, as they say, shit where you eat. That's right. You don't. Um, the <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna tell that story. There, no. There's a story that I've told off. You save yourself, line. man. Don't get in trouble. I'm, I'm... <laughs> no, don't yeah, do it. Don't do just... it. Don't do it. <laughs> as the DJ, you'd have to walk into the locker room to make a list of whoever uh, who was there, uh, and they're not shy. They don't. Of care. course not. <laughs> and so every once in a while you'd see one and they would be they'd have their back to the mirror yeah <laughs> and they would say something to the effect of can you see my string <laughs> oh god <laughs> so later on oh, in life <laughs> later on in life as I would go out you know on the road or go to a club sure like, yeah to say we never went to a club to say i never went to the club with a player or players on yeah. the road would be a lot yeah we, we've all uh, done it we, when i was with you yeah we do it yeah well in st louis i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> oh, um <laughs> you know you just knew i mean you went there and had a great time because yes. you knew the deal man i i know what these these are really hard-working people <laughs> And ninety percent of them are insane. Yeah. And so you you want to take care of those people. And so I looked at it like that. I there's no illusion in my eyes. I've seen behind the wall. Yeah, of course. You know. Of so course. I remember I I one time on the road with some play by play guys years ago. <laughs> I may have gone to a club and same thing, man. It's like you know. Listen, this dancer is not going to go home with you. Yes, exactly. Doesn't care about your life. Doesn't nope. care about your job. Nope. They care about the two and a half minutes. Because mind you, you don't get a full song. No, you, you get don't. Two and a half no, you pay two. DJ you pay twice. I've heard you pay twice for one song. Yes, I've heard. You do. You do. And that's <laughs> my job. My job was to make sure that happened. So, you know, you just, if if you're going to get involved. And I, dude, I've been out of the country to places. I, mm, mm. So, yeah, we, we, yeah. And now I'm an executive for a <laughs> multi-billion-dollar media company. Ta-da! Ta-da! But I'll say this, man, because <laughs> we could do this all day. Yeah, I'm gonna I, get fired. <laughs> I don't want you to get fired, man. I'm trying to save you here. But they Have love we been you. Doing this for an hour. Uh, not, it feels like five now. Now it feels like five when it felt like five minutes. How long have we been, how long have we actually been doing something like 40 minutes, man? It's all right. This is going to be my longest. Well, that's good. We got about 10 minutes before it gets out of the weird podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Once 50 I add minutes, 50 minutes is a good, you know, Rogan does five hours. I know yeah. that's crazy. Dude, it takes me a week to listen to Rogan, <laughs> but it does. Whereas Conan, Conan O'Brien needs yeah. a friend, which I love. Uh-huh. I can listen to, uh, usually most of my drive in and the first 10 minutes on my way home. Yeah, see, that's I try to keep it at that, but this is this is an appreciation podcast this week. Yeah, so. I don't know about that. No, no, this look, I'm gonna tell ridiculous. you, you're gonna tell me to shut the fuck up, but I don't care. Listen, you know, because of you, I worked my very dopest dream job ever. The reasons why I quit were done, not not because of the baby. That was a good job. Don't flip me off. I'm number one. I know, but listen, you taught me how to negotiate, you taught me about radio, the ins and outs of it. 
you tell me to pay it forward, which I've done because of you. You know, but you and I going all across the country together, following my favorite baseball team, getting to work with my favorite broadcaster of all time was all because of you, man. And you taught me a lot about this shit called radio. And we love it. And you always tell me, even when I left, you said, you'll be back because the shit's a drug. And it is. It's heroin. And I love it. And and I can't thank you enough for everything you've ever done for me, man. And, and just as a big brother in general. like you know. Well, the only thing I couldn't do is after you left, uh, I got us our own rooms. <laughs> well, the second year, the second year I had my own room. Oh, did you have your own room yeah, that second year? second oh, year yeah, because yeah. the first year. I, I know we were driving Ugh. each other crazy. Like, man, we can't even bring our ladies up I don't here. know if I was driving you crazy, but you, <laughs> my friend, need your own room. I snore. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Look, I'm clean. I don't stink, but I snore. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was really just, listen, I need to be alone on the road. Yes. One, because I'm a grown-ass man. Of course. Two, because I like to fall asleep with the TV on. Uh-huh. And I just like my own space. I don't mind having a roommate. And the first couple of years when I was here, <laughs> if you you would share rooms, like if I went down yeah. for a sales training thing, right? It was all the GMs, uh-huh. and you would get paired with somebody, and that was fine. It was good. Yeah. But the greatest moment in this company is when you get promoted to vice president, not uh, for any other yeah. reason except <laughs> VP and above. Don't share rooms. That's right. That's what's up. <laughs> so like, I just went down to Dallas with. I don't know, 2,000 people in our company uh-huh. did not share a room. That's what's up. And that, not going to do and, and that was funny because <laughs> the last road trip of the year, the first year I worked with the Dodgers, you were like, this shit ain't happening no more. We're getting no, our own yeah. rooms next year. And I was like, I agree. And <laughs> not the season didn't even end. And you were like, Jake, we already got our own rooms for next year. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. And that's when I was able to. And then I realized, yeah, I, I, I like this. <laughs> like Vero Beach was one thing because, you know, we had to. You know, and we would have fun and travel over Florida or whatever. And, you know, every time an ambulance would go off, oh, we lost another one. We lost another one. <laughs> another the friend is Vero Beach, the newlyweds and the nearly dead. <laughs> God's waiting room. God's waiting room. I think it said that on the sign. If you <laughs> but I learned. When you, when you would go to I Jalisco. Uh, oh, I Jalisco was bomb. That was like, uh, that was authentic, true. See, Mexican when you, food. after you left, then Josh came in. Yeah. And we'd go to spring training, and Josh would end up bunking up with some waitress or something for the <laughs> for the spring training. So he was never there. And then one year we ended up getting it. We had Amart. It's when we yep. came, when A came down. Uh huh. And we didn't have enough rooms on campus, so we actually got to rent a house. Oh, see, that's cool. And we rented the house from Rick Monday's father in law. Oh, Jesus. And so A and Josh stayed at the house, and I I had my own that same room. Oh, at Dodger Town. Dodger Town, yeah. That was my room. Nice. So I had the room to myself at Dodger Town, and they had the house that was Rick Monday's father in law's house. Oh boy. Oh my gosh, that I was get, the best. That's what I heard. I, Josh, I saw Josh not too long ago at, at a Clipper. He's game. got a kid now, man. Yeah, he's all grown up, working in TV, and doing... no one knows what the hell we're talking about. No. Josh coming. If you know Josh coming, that's, yeah, it's that's a great guy. guy. He's a great guy. I'll never forget the day when you told him. You know that was hard for me to leave. Well, he was the board up, so he was yeah. in the studio. So you were in the you were in the booth with me. Yeah, Josh was running things back at KFWB. Yes, he was. And when you said you were done, I walked in to see Josh, and I said, hey, "I was man, right Jake, behind you." <laughs> Jake's not coming back. You were. I said, "Jake's not coming back next year. Do you want to go on the roof?" That's as much as I yep. got out. And he was like, "Yes, I'm in." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes." <laughs> so he's the only guy that I ever saw at Dodger Town working out. You know, like uh-huh. on the on the on the 
the elliptical. Yeah. And then as soon as we were done, and he would work out hard. Too. Yeah. And we would get done, and he would immediately light up a cigarette. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, this is when my lungs are the most open. Yeah, These are when my lungs are the most open. I'm yeah. like, you're insane. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Those 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 kind of events, man. Those are the things I miss. You can't I, make this stuff. No, up. You can't. That's the, that's the thing. I have had <sighs> young people on my staff who we've sat around like once a week, maybe at three o'clock. Uh-huh. There may or may not be a couple of different bars <laughs> in the office, and so we'll all, you know, we'll just send out a note, you know, hey, three o'clock, blah blah blah. And and they'll ask, they'll say things like, you know, you feel bad because sometimes you feel like you're name dropping, but yeah. it's like, what do you want me to tell you? Look who I've worked with. Yeah. You know, these are the people I've worked with. These are the things that I've done. And I, I'm lucky I've done the opposite. I, most people grow up in the Midwest and they try to get to LA, New yep. York, Chicago, yep. blah, blah, blah. I did the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to the Midwest when I was 38 and didn't need to prove anything else anymore except whatever it is I'm doing now. And, you know, and so you feel like it's weird, you know, people will say, Oh, so-and-so. And you're like, Oh yeah. I've, you know, I, I can always play the game of who's got the most famous person in their phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I know you I got, got Scully. Yeah. Scully's in my phone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so I'm just like, I win. Shut yeah. up. Get out. <laughs> I used to have his, but then I deleted it. I got you a new want phone. me to send it back to you again? No, that's fine. You want me to share it with you? I can't do that. I think the most famous person I have now, probably Stephen A. Smith. That's I don't know. Oh my God! Can we talk about the show? Yeah, we, we did you in know Vegas? what? Yes, yes, we can. Did we got talk, time. Have you ever talked about that? Uh, no, talk. Please, let's talk about so it. We went. We went out for the De La Hoya Vargas fight. Yeah, right? and, and and Jim and I talked about that. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> we go out to Vegas. We uh, was that the trip where we went to the Palms? Yes, yes, yes. Did the whole Goodfellas trip. Yes, we did. Yes. Okay, so I don't have to. So, so you guys talked about all that cool stuff. Yeah, so Joe Maloof and all that yep, stuff. Yep. So. Well, Mike Bibby so like then, almost kicked me out of his party and then was playing around. Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was. Dude, that was the greatest, man. <laughs> You're a Laker fan. Get the fuck out of here. Just I'm kidding. Still, uh, I'm still friends with Joe. Are you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was we a great from, night. We chat from time to time. That was a great night. So, anyways, we uh, we were out forever right and uh-huh. then we had to go do a show using the using the studios that's right at mandalay bay that i used to do for yep. on the bench at the uh-huh. mandalay bay remember this yes so we were drinking in that little circle area yes, right we by were. the mandalay yep. sportsbook till like 6 30 in the morning yes we drink till the sun came up literally and the show was at seven yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> and we were drinking with my buddy who's in buffalo with and he does he's uh he's a broadcaster now and does uh-huh. podcasts and I remember, didn't he throw a glass? Yes. He was like, I'm done. Threw a fucking glass across the fucking like, casino. Right. In the center yeah. of the thing. And shattered everywhere. And so then we show up at the studio, and you know we smelled like we smelled, all oh, we, were, we were drinking all down. And this is when he was just kind of getting his start. Yep. Yes, he was. And... uh Oh my god! And so we did that. Sh- oh my! God. I have never been that hammered dude, doing a show. I was falling asleep. You're like, dude, you got to wake up. You got to keep me awake. I'm like, oh my god! I can't function. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he had a broad with him too, and he had his hand on her thigh the whole time, and I was just staring at it. I'm yeah, like, that was a very early version of yes. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. This is before Stephen. I mean, he was still bombastic. Yes, he was, but he wasn't but as out he there. wasn't yeah. Stephen A. Smith yet. Not he was yet. Stephen A. Smith, the writer. Yes. 
Yes. And this was on the cusp when writers became TV guys. Yep, because like Tony, that was, yep, Tony Bruno would have him on all the time on his radio show, and then yep. he'd go on the best damn sports show, period. And they'd yeah. have him on, and then that's when he started getting, you know, famous. And that led that to all sorts of other things. I mean, shows like Pardon the Interruption and all yeah. that kind of stuff yep. stemmed out of things like Stephen A. Smith. Yep. So I see him come on now, and I just think, oh, my gosh, we were there at, like, 7 in the morning. On a... <laughs> Saturday it must morning. have been on it. It was on Sunday morning. No, because... no, no. It was Saturday morning because Sunday morning we had Jim Lampley. And we Sunday were... morning we had who? Jim Lampley. Oh, yeah. And he taught us that the, the, the package sandwiches at the Mandalay Bay were the best hangover cures on, on earth. That's right. And it was a hand that sandwich. That was also the same trip where we had What's-His-Face from the L.A. Times – um, I can't think of his name right now. I feel so bad. I love this guy, Plasky. Bill Plasky, yes, yes. Bill Plasky, and we and and Jason Smith said talked about Rocky Three, and he goes Rocky Three. That was the third one, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the air, we're like, Dude, I remember. Yes. Mark and the then tape. I went to Walmart and I purchased Rocky Three. Uh, yes. A, a DVD of Rocky Three. We all signed it. <laughs> Yes. And we said, Jim, thanks for coming on the show. By the way, this is the third one. Yes, we, that's right. And we mailed it to him. I forgot about that. Rocky Three, that's the that's third, third one, right? right? Like, really, dude? You're on a national radio show right now. That's the third one. Oh, yes. That was also the same trip where you and I, it was before the fight. Uh-huh. We're, we're in the Mandalay Bay, yes. and we're going to go get, like, gum or something, right? Oh, I know where you're going. Thing. Yes, 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 yes. So we're, in the gift, we're in the gift shop. We're standing in line. There's a, and it's, it's fight, right? So we're Long all suited line. up because right? yep, yep. it's fight night. Yep. Right? And so we're in suits, <laughs> and we've already done our work, and uh, we're ready to go, you know, go see the fight. Yeah. And we're in, we're in the gift shop, <laughs> and you tap me on the shoulder, and, like, five people ahead of us, you go, Hey, look, man, it's Larry David. Yes. <laughs> and I turned around to look at you and I went, that's great. Did you see that Cameron Crowe is standing next to you? And he's laughing his ass off. And he just had a big, cheapy <laughs> yeah. smile yeah. on his face. I'm like, dude, you're standing next to Cameron Crowe. Yeah, I felt so stupid, but it was hilarious. That was the greatest thing. You're like, dude, look, it, it's Larry David. And hey, I was... how about Cameron Crowe right behind you? You know, almost famous. You know, all the great movies he's done. Oh my god! Dude. Oh yeah, man, that was fantastic. That yeah. was that triple. We could probably do a show just on that. We could, trip. we could, because that whole show. I, I was telling Jim earlier. I said, <laughs> I remember one of the times you and Jim both told me to shut the fuck up because you know I grew up poor and uh, I never rode in a limo before. No, you grew up poor. You didn't. Yeah, have enough I didn't have enough. <laughs> Very accurate. And, I know where you grew up. Yeah, you damn right you do. And so I remember that um, they supplied us with a limousine, and I was hammered. And we were going all over drinking, and all I kept saying was, I can't believe I'm in a fucking limo. I said it probably like 20 times, and both you and Jim were like, Jake, shut the fuck up and enjoy it. <laughs> act like you've been there. But see, I had never been there, though. <laughs> so I know how to act. No, the best part is we did. So then I called Joe, because I remember calling Joe when I was there. Yeah. You guys all know this story already. But, uh -huh. you know, and Joe's like, all right, well, call my assistant, and he'll meet you at the curb. And they sit there. Party yeah, bus over that's for us, right. The guys yes, from San Francisco. Yep, yep. All those other morning show guys. Yeah, all get in that party bus. I remember now. To, yeah, to the Palms. His poor assistant 
<laughs> meets us at the curb. He's in shorts and a polo. He yeah. clearly wasn't working. No, he was looking at the guy up. gets rousted up by Joe Maloof <laughs> and walks us by the line, walks us up to the to the club, and we do the whole Bibby's birthday party and yeah. you guys heard all that stuff. And then from there, this is on fight night. Uh-huh. And then from there we went upstairs to the roof. Yes. Ghost which bar. is where I got married. Yep. And you pro- bar, you, pro- you produced your own wedding. I, I was, did. I, I was your best man. You told me what to do. Bar at sunset. <laughs> yep, that was dope. I called Joe and said, "Hey, you don't have a wedding chapel. Where can I get married?" He goes, "Wherever you want." <laughs> and I said, "I how about Ghost Bar at sunset?" He goes, "Done." Yep, just like and that. Then, <laughs> and then Paula Pace, who is still a friend of mine, yeah, she's his. She was his executive assistant. She was like the one that took care of his life. Yeah, and she called me and she basically planned that whole wedding. Yeah, I and we're still friends. She works at uh, Caesar's Entertainment. Oh, okay. So we're all still friends, but uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that was a hell of a it's night. Been a weird, weird yeah. life, dude. Yeah, and I was so fortunate to be a part of that. Whether it's partying with Mike Bibby and almost getting kicked out as a joke, whether it was you know going all over and seeing all the baseball stadiums and and having fun and eating at places like Gene and Joe Jetty's, like which I could never afford on my own, you know, when I was younger, you know, or hanging out in Montreal, smoking Cuban cigars with the, the late, great Stu Nahan, you know. Stu. I, I miss oh, Stu. Stu we, we could do 10 podcasts on that guy. Stu, Stu Nahan. Hey, Stu, nice jacket. Where'd you get it from? You know, Fast Times at Ridgemont. Got it from the network. Yeah, I just watched that movie you know the other night. Great, you, know the, you know the greatest Stu Nahan story, right? Yes, please Here's tell the greatest. that. Stu is the amazing. I'll tell you, it, it's quick. Yeah, Here's that's the fine. greatest Stu Nahan story. For those of you that know the late great Stu Nahan, you know, well, first of all, he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He didn't know what he was getting yes. into. And he had friends when the movie came out told him he was in a porno. Yeah, they said it was X rated. <laughs> so he freaked out. No, the greatest Stu Nahan story is he was the he was the NBC sports guy. Oh yeah. Right? Big legend guy, right? Been mm-hmm. there for a long time. And the young weatherman was there. Oh yes, the, I know where you're going. <laughs> and the young weatherman was named Pat Sajak. And Pat Sajak idolized Stu. Stu was like an older brother figure yes. to him. Yes. And Pat came in one day and he had that weatherman personality and he came in and said, Stu, I just did a pilot for a game show. It's called Wheel of Fortune. I think this is going to be great. And Stu looked at him and said, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're going to leave this really great weather job where you make a lot of money and don't have to do anything for what? A game show that's probably not even going to take off? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Yeah, Stu knew how to... Right. Stu could tell the future. Now, mind you, they Uh. stayed best friends. Yes, of course. And obviously that Pat Ajax guy went off to do really great things. Yeah, he flew his private jet. Flew his private jet to Vero Beach, yeah. Big guy. And then he would come into town and whenever they were taping Wheel over the few weeks, he would use his season seats that were four rows behind home plate in the dugout club. Yes. The other weeks of the season, Stu had control. Of course he did. (laughs) Which is where my daughter used to sit all the time Uh when we moved out here and I took her to a Dodger Cardinal game with beautiful seats right behind the Dodger dugout that were provided by our friends. She went, oh, these are okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry you're not in the broadcast suite or you're in the dugout. You're not in the dugout club. Oh, man, I know. What a life. (laughs) All right. Well, we've probably bored people. No, we have not, man. People love these stories, man. They love the stories. But, Tom, I got to say, man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a big part of my life. 
teaching me not just radio stuff, but stuff in general, like how to order a steak. Like I said, how to drink fine. Oh my god! Not not drink, not be a malt liquor sipper all the time. Like be refined. And you know, you taught me a lot of stuff, man. So I appreciate. You get all to of enjoy that. enjoy good things in life, man. Yeah, if you don't, if you order something more than medium rare, you should be punched in the throat. <laughs> And, and I was scared to try it. It was like, at least try medium. I'm like, all right. And I did. You know I, that a medium rare steak bleeds less than a well. Yes, exactly. And so when I tried it, I was like, how have I not eaten steak like this all my life? And so that's when I started doing it. And it's all because of you, hey. man. <laughs> but I appreciate you being on. Well, it's because you watched A. Martinez, the carnivore. Oh, my God. I, 50 pieces of bacon in one sitting. What the hell is that? The man has 2% body fat. Uh, yeah, I know. But he couldn't lift that, that our case for nothing. Like, I mean, Dude, hey, he's on NPR. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? Him. A. Martinez. NPR. NPR. Where, uh, you know. <laughs> you want to know the great – can I cl- – want me to close with the greatest yes. A. Martinez yes, story Yes, please ever? do. Yes. So during the uh, – during the um, – who was the who was the big, tall closer we had from the Dominican? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Guillermo Moda. Guillermo Moda. Yeah, yeah. Moda. Yeah. So, oh, dur- yeah. this is during the dur- yeah. this is during the American Idol time, and that guy William Hung came in oh. to the stadium, <laughs> yes. and so he went in the clubhouse. Right, William Hung was in there with all the players, <laughs> and so we're doing Dodger talk that night. Oh, it's at home, and A is doing Dodger talk, and listen. Let me preface this by saying I love A. Martinez. He's a he's such a good friend. He is. He's a good dude. But he's so gullible. He's very gullible. <laughs> so I write a note that says, and he's talking about Guillermo Moda, and he had already talked about William Hung being there. And I wrote on a piece of paper that Guillermo Moda was the captain of Team Hung, H-U-N-G. Now, mind you, he's from the Dominican, and there were rumors about this cat. Uh, I've been in the we'll clubhouse. Leave it at that. I've, been, I've been at the clubhouse. And... Remember the Eddie Murphy bit where he's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> swinging it around, throwing it over his shoulder? Yes, that was Guillermo Moda. And Rick Monday would tell us those stories. Yeah. Right, his <laughs> so anyways, I write this note that says, Guillermo Moda is the captain of Team Hung, as a joke <laughs> to which he read the note on the air and when the last word came out of his mouth he realized oh crap what did i just say go fuck yourself San Diego. I, had to, I had to leave the booth yeah yeah that's some funny stuff right there oh, and on that note <laughs> mr bowman i really mm. appreciate you coming on the big brother jake podcast i had a lot of hey, fun it's 5 50 now in the uh in the central time so, zone. so within this whole podcast you were able to, you know, tell me what you do. Some of our fun times. Had a little meeting with uh, one of your um... Eric Nichols, yes. who's my senior producer. Shout yes. out to Eric for you know staying home tomorrow for his wife's fiftieth birthday, and we've talked about um, Team Hung. So we we talked about Guillermo Moda was yes. the, no doubt the captain. Yeah, the captain because that cat was like six <laughs> ten, black mamba for lady. real, <laughs> and from the Dominican. <laughs> team up. Anyways. All right, look, we're going to go. Thank you for coming on the Big Brother Jake podcast. I love you to death, and thank you for everything you've ever done for me, man. I appreciate you. Dude, any time. We'll do another chapter. We'll we'll think of more stories. Oh, we don't have to think we about it. We should do one where you can, you should, because now you can FaceTime two people at once. Yes. 
We should get you and I and Jim. Oh God, yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that soon. We're doing that soon. Because we, because you can do two at once. Yeah, now. yeah. So we're we gonna... can do a whole group. We could get Jason. Yeah, just do a whole Zoom. We could. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna doing that. All right, thanks for coming on, bro. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast with Big Brother Jake. Duh. Always fun to catch up with my boy Tom Bowman the Vice President of Broadcast Operations at Learfield Sports. You wouldn't know that with that title and that potty mouth of his, but... <laughs> nah, he, he did a lot for me for my radio career, and uh, I'm eternally grateful to him for that. So, thanks for coming on the show, Tom. Smartass. Got funny things to say. Anyways, uh, we're going to land this plane now. We've been doing this a long time today, so... I really appreciate you tuning in, just giving love to the people that that showed me love, and and you know this, it's in, it's in celebration of the podcast being on iHeartRadio, and I intended to do one show, three interviews, but all these interviews it would have been a three and a half hour podcast, and none of y'all gonna sit through that. Let's be honest. So I want to thank Tom for coming on today. I want to thank Jim for coming on the day before tomorrow's episode, my man. The one, the only, P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, will join the Big Brother Jake podcast. And uh, we have a very lengthy conversation, but my abs, okay, my flabs were really hurting because he had me laughing the whole time. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know you'll enjoy next episode tomorrow, unless you skipped ahead and listened or you waited a few days. Paul Wilson will join us. So, thank you for tuning in to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Now found on iHeartRadio, along with Spotify, along with SoundCloud, TuneIn, uh, Google Play, all those great platforms. So, until then, I say to y'all, deuces. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. <laughs>